Welcome everybody to episode three of Maggie X, Little Edge Games Dimension X. I am Eric. Uh, that other guy, my Michael Tube, his McDonald is Abara here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, this week we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, some amazing 90s questions. We have a new segment for Abara here. And also, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some corrections and things as well. So how is your week going so far, Abara? Going good. Going good. Um, you know, more of the same. Uh, I mentioned last week that I was getting prepared for a Kickstarter, uh, my book that I've been working on for like three years. Um, I actually had my publisher uh, take a look at my Kickstarter page. So uh, right now it's in review with Kickstarter. And as soon as they approve it, then I can uh, send out like the uh, preview page so that everyone can follow me and, uh, you know, potentially, hopefully back me whenever it's live. This could be awesome. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to, to see it, especially the the what you've told me so far. Keep it all hush hush, but uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be amazing, <laughs> and I think also what's gonna be great is the the other thing that you were talking to me about with the Kickstarter stuff. So I think that's gonna be uh, pretty interesting. Myself, I uh, I uh, basically uh, possibly got a promotion at my job. Uh, I don't yeah, know buddy. specifically what's going on yet, but funny story is is that the guy I used to work with, he just disappeared and left. He just like, I retired and just walked out. Didn't tell anybody. Everyone was like confused. And so I'm kind of, you know, manning the ship right now. And like tomorrow I got a bunch of stuff I'm going to be doing, but uh, I will always still be, you know, playing games and stuff. I've been playing Sonic Origins. And let me tell you something about that game really quick. Uh, There's something that you would enjoy. So they have what's called story mode in it, right? Mm-hmm. So all the games are together in the timeline. So Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and wherever they drop, they're all together. There's no there's no lives. And then what happens is they give you these coin stars, and you can unlock stuff in your museum. Or if you go to a bonus round, like say, for example, like for Chaos Emeralds, you yeah. can use that coin to go back into the game to, to, to basically rewind and try again. Because you know those oh, kids, sick. like we got, we got stuck with you know, one chance, and then we had to find another thing. You can actually get another option with the coins, which is awesome. Yeah, that was the craziest thing about Sonic 1 and, and Sonic 2. Like, you know, every Chaos Emerald was uh, corresponded to a different level. If uh, You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you missed the Chaos Emerald during a, a specific, uh, you know, bonus stage, that was it. You didn't have a chance to get it again, right? Yeah, like Sonic 2, for example, like if you screwed up, you went to the next bonus round for another yeah. Chaos yeah, yeah. Emerald. And it's just I weird. remember that crap, man. But, that's that's devastating as a kid. <laughs> and Spin Dash. Oh, my God. Sonic 1 has Sonic 2 spins. Spins and Spin Dashes. Made the game so much better. I used to hate <laughs> it as a kid. And by the way, Labyrinth level is the worst Sonic game, Sonic level in the face of the planet. No! Labyrinth? Level. You, no, no, hate no. It. You're talking about Sonic hate 1 it. Labyrinth? Yeah, I no, dude, that's the best. Oh no, my gosh, not. that music! I love that music. You got spikes, and then what happens at the end of it? You have to chase Robotnik, and you have no coins, so you have to like try to make it up this thing with water chasing you, and you got spikes and fire going on at the oh, same dude, time. I love it. that. That level's so, so good. So mad. This, I wish I could it's burn like that it's such a banger out. of like music too. Oh man, so good. I can't believe you. So, I thought I knew you. And uh. Also, uh, you know, <laughs> we had we had the Fourth of July, so we took the kids swimming and we went to the, her uncle's house. And what's cool is, 
we do what's called like a like basically we all make ribs, different types of ribs, and we bring yeah. them all together, and then we basically eat and go swimming and hang out, which was fun. It, I mean, I had a good vacation; I had five days off, so it was like really good. It just sucked when I had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Natalie, uh, she started a new job today. So um, she, it was kind of her last hurrah. She just wanted like a quiet fourth is which, what we kind of did. So yeah. um, we didn't go anywhere. But I mean, dude, it was like Armageddon, like the entire neighborhood around us. I mean, like we, we had our own fireworks show, like just had to sit out on the patio and like deal with bugs and, and bats and stuff. But um, other than that, dude, it was awesome. Oh, going back to uh, your coworker that just up and vanished. That reminded me of um, Ninja Turtles, the movie. And, and I'm ashamed to say that I can't remember the dude's name. Who's the guy that said Ninja Vanished and, like, threw down the smoke bombs? Oh, Tatsu. That's Tatsu. Tatsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I was going to say that reference, but I couldn't remember his name. But I knew you would know. So, Dude, he, like, he straight up did that. Like, it was very weird. He, like, walked up to me and, like, we were talking about, like, you know, <laughs> work vanished. and stuff. And he was like, whatever you want to do, man. And then I went out to the back and he was like, bye and then he disappeared and that was it i was like it's the craziest thing i've ever seen but uh enough of all that old manness uh <laughs> we're gonna go over the first topic the first topic we're gonna talk about today is what do toys mean to you and what i mean by that is like when you hear the word toy what is the first t- from your childhood that you think of when you hear the word toy that's easy. Uh, and it's kind of surprising for me because, you know, being so like engrossed in the Nintendo and, and all these video games and stuff, um, you know, I wasn't always, and it would surprise you to hear that like when the Nintendo first came out, I mean, I know your story about how your, uh, your mom was like part of that test market and she was like part of the cutting edge of, of like, uh, playing video games and stuff like that. So like my parents didn't have an Atari. Um, I wasn't, I I don't even think I was even tangentially aware of video games, like at the time when I was growing up. So when you say toy to me, I think of Tonka trucks and, and playing out in the dirt with Tonka trucks, like those metal Tonka trucks. And I got um, one for our birthday. Yeah. With the Tootsie Rolls in it. My mom (laughs) put Tootsie Rolls in it and rolled it to me, which I thought was pretty cool. It's like, I think it was like my second birthday. Yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't always, uh, I wasn't always a shut in, um, you know, playing video games and, and not getting any vitamin D. Um, I used to be outside and, you know, playing in the dirt, freaking playing baseball, like, uh, you know, sandlot baseball, like not, yes. not organized or whatever, but, uh, yeah, man, like, um, toys to me, that's, that's it for me. And then like, you know, we grew up in the, uh, the era of Ninja Turtles. So I had Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> I didn't have G.I. Joe, though. I had Mask. I don't know how Never that masked. happened. Yep. Was, was, was that masked. like a cheap knockoff or something like that? Because I could no, see my parents doing like, that. They actually had a whole cartoon series and everything. Like, they're, okay. It's actually a very popular collectible uh, <clears throat> in the uh, toy community. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I remember having Mask toys and playing with Mask toys. But I never watched the cartoon. I never asked my parents for them. That's just what they got me. So, you know, I just played with what, what we had. Oh, sorry. One last thing before I, I kick it over to you. Um, we used to have this like cloth bag full of uh, like Legos and all this other stuff. But uh, one thing that I used to play with as a kid, and it was my dad's toys, well, my dad's collectibles. We used to play with all, all the uh, vintage Star Wars toys. 
Yes. Yeah. Awesome too. Yeah. All, all the stuff that people are like, you know, fall, you know, falling over with like uh, mint and card and stuff. No, I, I was like playing with those things and wrecking them. So. It's the best though. It's yeah, fun, that's fun toys to, to me. Put it, it's plastic. Yep. Mine, mine. I have three. I have three different ones, and uh, they. When I ever hear toy, I just remember as a kid, like I would. <laughs> the, I did the same thing you did. I. Uh, I would have, <clears throat> I would make, I would make a whole dirt thing outside, like like with berms and 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 places where I could drive my cars and all the things like yeah, that. Dude. I used to be notorious with it, like with making those. But the three toys I had uh, that I remember vividly as a kid: Ninja Turtles. My mom used to, if I did good in school, she, when she got a paycheck, she would take me to KB, and they had a a lot of them, like down there with the cards, and I would pick one up like once a week. Uh, if I was good, if not, then I had to wait till the following week to get it. Uh, my birthday, I got a couple of them. I got like two. And so I got like all the weird B sides of the Ninja Turtles, like mm-hmm. tattoo with the guy with the belly, uh, general drag, which is my favorite one. He has like a spider and a snake on him and stuff. Uh, is that one of the, the other ones? Yeah. He's like the, yeah, okay. he's like the, the head. Yeah. Uh, the other one uh, I was really big in was real Ghostbusters. Uh, I love Ghostbusters, and the the cartoon was like my favorite. It's a mm. really dark cartoon. If you even as an adult, if you watch it now, <clears throat> it's like it's it's cool little stories that they throw together, like little mini episodes and stuff. And I was big on that. I love. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. My mom bought me so the Ghostbusters had a slime, right? And this slime was purple. And what I did was I was in the bathtub. And I was like, I want to pour it in here, oh, no. and hopefully I'll make more slime that I can play with. <laughs> but what I did was, when I put the slime in there, it stained the the bathtub purple. Ooh, so it was crap. a big purple stain around it, and I couldn't get it out. And I got like so much trouble with my mom. And then the last one that I I <laughs> I know you're gonna laugh at me. Uh, pro wrestling figures. I had the ring. I would I would talk as the guys. I had Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And I would battle it out in the middle of the ring, and then uh, I would uh, I would uh, put scenarios. I had a title belt, and I would exchange title belts between the characters and stuff like that. I made my own scenarios of wrestling. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I would do the announcer stuff, and I would sit there and like have them in the corners, and I would just battle them out. I thought it was super fun. Uh, so toy to play with. You were an only child, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, did you did you were you playing this stuff alone, or were you actually like playing with friends? Um... I honestly never played. The only time I I don't I don't mean to make this a sad question. No, no. (laughs) So when I the only thing me and my friends did together really was play. So you remember those Nerf balls with the whistles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you throw in the air and you can hear them. Mm -hmm. So we in DC when the John Elway can throw 110 yards. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's true. So what we would do is all the kids we in, in DC we'd be in our own apartments and we would play with their own toys. We never brought toys out or anything like that. But when you heard the ball whistle outside, you knew that it was time to play football. Mm-hmm. So we would go out, play football, and then I'd run back in and I'd play video games or play with my toys. Because yeah. I was always afraid of losing them. I didn't I had I had cousins. I used to live with my cousins. My cousins would break my toys on purpose. Like they would mm-hmm. like snap them just to be jerks. So I always had to like hide my toys from people so I make sure I enjoy them. But those are the three things I think uh toy wise, you know uh, if I ever think about it, another one I'll, I'll throw a hidden gem one out there. I hate to say hidden gem, but uh, the uh, Incredible Crash Dummies. Yeah, it was a car. 
you throw the dummies in there and you just crash it. But it took you longer to put it together oh, than yeah. to have fun fast the that. wall. I remember the commercials for that. Um, yeah, and going back to like you know what what they meant or what toys meant to me and and, and the stuff that I played with. Um, I, I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention the fact that I I would play. So like growing up, um, you know I I was uh, I was born in eighty one, just like you, October of eighty one. Um, my next door neighbor, when we moved, I think I was like two or three, probably three years old, uh, when we moved to Fortuna on, in our street on Ronald Avenue, um, next door to us was, uh, another kid that, uh, was my age. Um, he was born in, uh, January of, uh, 82. So, I mean, we were essentially the same age. Uh, same interest, same, same, whatever. So he and I would always play outside all the time. Like Tonka trucks. I remember vividly playing out in, in his front yard. We would play on our Hill, like right between our, um, uh, our properties. And then like <laughs> anytime anybody had like a car, wa- you know, washing their car or something like that. And then like, you know, water going down the gutter, like in front of our houses, that was like extra fun. Cause like you could play with your like little hot wheels and stuff in the, in the water. Um, but, uh, yeah, Wade Kleintobe, um, buddy of mine, he's, uh, I don't know. He's potentially listening to this right now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he, he and I would always play this stuff like uh, Ninja Turtles. He had GI Joe's. Um, he had, uh, you know, those wrestling buddies. Those, like, yeah, stuff? I had those too. Yeah. He had like, I think he had ultimate warrior. And I remember like, uh, you know, we'd we'd be in his room or something like that. And like freaking just, you know, elbow dropping this thing. (laughs) My cousin had Hawk Hogan, and I had another yeah. cousin had Macho Man, or uh, no, sorry, the Million Dollar Man, and yeah. we would we would all have like a triple How many threat match at, at my cousin's house. I think there was four. Don't okay. you, I think it was Macho Man. I think it was possibly Macho Man, Hulk, Million Dollar Man, Ultimate Warrior. It was like the both. Okay, yeah. Here's another question: guys. How do you not have those? So okay, funny story. I had an Ultimate Warrior one, but there's yeah. a jujitsu guy that I'm friends with. His name is Boogeyman. And Boogeyman is this crazy jujitsu guy. Him and his brother are like just monsters at jujitsu. I mean, they're on the the highest tier. Yeah. And he came over to my house when I when they, they do they were doing a they were doing a class for us. He came to my house and he was just loving it so much. He was like looking at it. Oh, you just gave and it to smiling him, smiling and stuff. And so I didn't give it to him that time. But when he came back for the for the the second one for the year later, yeah. I gave him that one. He was so excited. And then he even That's he cool. even. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu fought it on the floor, like when we were <laughs> at the thing, which was hilarious. He was putting in chokehold and stuff. And he's like, he's like, I got. Uh, he did Watchman Warrior, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love those two. The, uh, the other thing that I'll say uh, with it is, uh, did you ever have? And I'm, I want these so bad. Remember those car, the Hot Wheel cars that you could put like cold water on them or hot water. And they mm-hmm. change like multiple colors. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, want yeah. a pack of those to give to my kids <laughs> to play with because I think it would just yeah, blow awesome. their minds. Uh, but uh, is there any other toy memories that you might have? Nope. And uh, we just hit our timer, so good good time for uh, the next one. Yes. So the next one we're going to talk about is uh, movie sequels. Uh, it doesn't matter what time era it is, but uh, basically. There's always these horrible sequels that you'll see that they're just really, <laughs> just really, really awful. <clears throat> Mortal Kombat Armageddon. <clears throat> uh, but 
there are some sequels that actually beat the original movie. And yeah. I thought it'd be a good topic for us. Uh, starting with you, what's a sequel that you think is better than the original movie? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go to my love of baseball first. Um, that's got to be Major League Two. Major yes. League Two is such an amazing movie. Um, and, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's made better if you've seen the first one, but it stands on its own. Um, just because of all the like ridiculous characters, I mean, dude, dude, that's freaking into voodoo and like, you know, uh, um, <laughs> he, he does the, what is it? All state commercials nowadays. Like, did you hear what he, you hear about him in the movie? Did you hear about him in the movie? What about, so he, so here's a funny topic you didn't know about. So, you know, that home run he hit in that movie did and he, he holds the bat. He, so he holds the back and runs around. Like yeah, he's yeah, running yeah. around the floor. So what happened was uh, I heard this uh, I heard a uh, a podcast guy that was like a director for it. What happened was he actually was hitting those home runs, and what happened was it. they had like that big crowd there, and it was the first time the crowd was there, and he hit the home run. And he was so excited he held onto the bat, and they used it as a, like a character trait for him because they because they couldn't retake it again. So that he like they let him keep with the bat running around. So that legitimately happened. Jobu, Jobu. I want yeah. one of those so bad. House. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> then the the Japanese dude, I can't remember his name. Oh man, I need to watch that again. Like, uh, it's really fuzzy in my mind as far as like the um, the the characters. But my favorite character out of that whole thing, and it's not Wild Thing, it's freaking uh, the the manager that that wants to play Dorn. Yeah, yeah. What, was that his name? He's like a really old man with scruffy little mustache and stuff. Yeah, 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 and then like, dude, <laughs> he wants to play, and like, he just like refuses to come out and get substituted, yeah. and uh, finally the the coach like puts him in one one time to like just get hit, and he's like, oh, I don't want to, like, oh, dude, that, I love that guy. The other um, guy I like in that movie is the uh, the the uh, that older gentleman where he's like putting all that stuff on him, but he but it was like icy hot and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's pretty funny too. Yeah, no, I, I, dude, whenever you, you know, whenever I think of like sequels back then, that one, I, I love, love that movie. I can watch that movie any day. Like if it's on all, I don't care what part of the movie it's on. Um, I'll sit down and watch it. What about you? I have, I have three, but I'm only going to talk about one. Uh, I will say this. I'm, I know everyone's beating the bush on this aliens. Yeah, is a, one that's really good. Uh, Back to um, the Future Two. <laughs> uh, oh, Back to the Future Two. That's a great one. Um, Everyone. So okay, uh, before you go any further, and you're gonna have to school me on this, and this is actually a good segue into something else that we're gonna talk about. Um, I don't know the, the like how how like what is in line for Aliens? Like what what's the how do they come out? Because I've only seen the original one. That's it. So the original one was done by Ridley Scott, and it was a horror movie, like a like a like a thrasher kind of movie, you know, like kind of like, like Michael Myers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they were going to make a sequel with him, but he wanted too much money, so they gave it to James Cameron because he did. He was doing so. He wrote Aliens, and what happened was he didn't even make Terminator yet. But they had to wait for him to get done with the Terminator movie to make Aliens. And because wow. Terminator was a box office hit, instead of making him the writer of the movie and producer, they made him the director. And then 
Alien 3 went to complete hell. Fox, like, fired everybody, and some random director that was doing music videos made that movie. Ooh. And so it's like it's like crazy chaos. But what the storyline is is that she gets away from the first alien in the movie. Spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she basically <laughs> 30 years, she basically, 40 years later. <laughs> she freeze, She puts herself in, 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 you know, those tubes, and they, she went frozen for a few years. She was found by a salvage team 50 years later. And then they want her to go to the planet where they found that first alien. And they come to find out that they had colonists that were basically making the planet breathable. And they all get basically killed. And so they send Marines in to help them out. And then they basically escape again. And what happens on Alien 3, which makes no sense, they had a, a face hugger was on the ship. So it actually impregnated Sigourney Weaver. And so the company wanted the alien. And she had to figure out how to kill herself. But what's funny about this movie, uh, there's two there's two versions of the movie. One version of the movie is uh, it had a bull uh, get hit, and they were like this religious group that was stuck on a planet. The other one was the one they showed in theaters, and it was they were they were prisoners just basically keeping a place open, and they had like no fire, none of that type of stuff. So this thing was like, and then that one they made a dog version of the alien, like it came out of a pit bull. And then, so it had dog-like abilities. Yeah, it's weird. But mm. uh, they also made Alien Resurrection, where they cloned Sigourney Weaver's blood, and they try to try to make an alien based on the blood that she had from Alien Three. It makes no sense, I know. But uh, yeah, that's you that's see where I get confused. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super confusing. the The best sequel ever made, and I'll say it, and I know the Star Wars nuts will agree with me: Empire Strikes Back. And what's crazy about Empire Strikes Back is it had the biggest, uh, craziest uh, ending ever. And on top of that, it's the first movie I ever saw where all the bad guys won. Every movie, everyone, like the hero and all this other stuff, like Darth Vader literally just cut his son's arm off. <laughs> like, all right, you don't want to join me? I'm going to cut your damn hand off. <laughs> and like crazy stuff. Like it made out some people like it made Darth Vader like an actual like super villain, you know, like in yeah. that category. I love the scenes where, you know, they're walking through those Cloud City walkways and he's like sneaking up on them. And at the end, he was just told being a dick and he was just throwing boxes at him and stuff. <laughs> it's so good and like left you on such a bummer. You're like, dang, man, what are they going to do? They froze Han Solo. They freaking. I know, yeah, stole dude. The... Everything has just gone to shit. <laughs> like, and I was just, like, as a kid, I was like, I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, but it was so good. Introduction to like, Bubble um... Fett. Oh, what was the one before Endgame? Jeez, uh, I, I mean, we just watched that like not that long ago, yeah, a couple years ago. Uh, Avengers, yeah. um, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Like it, everything just went to shit, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. <laughs> the, the best part of that movie, and I'll say it, is that they actually put a pimp in the movie, a legitimate pimp in that movie, really? Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Lando Calrissian, that sexy son of a bitch, about to take Princess Leia, about to take the whole world. Motherfuckers on a cloud city, yeah. running business. That yeah. it just—it's just such—it's such a great movie. And as a kid, dude, I religiously rolled that thing around. I loved it. I love the snow. I like the snow fight. Uh, I like yeah. the whole like them on the run. It was like a super fun movie. Um, and oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. 
Oh, you go uh, I was going to say, what you know, are we still talking about Star Wars? And uh, Star Wars fans, forgive me. This is another one. I'm not. I'm not like a crazy, crazy Star Wars nerd. Um, uh, but you know, I've seen them all. Um, here and there. Uh, I just don't remember. Like, uh, I th- I think it's Return of the Jedi, but I I don't know. Um, go ahead. What's the I know one with the, the the speeder bikes? That was uh, Return of the Jedi. That was Return of the Jedi. Okay, I got it right. Yep. Th- that was actually filmed in the Redwoods where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. I always wanted to go there because they look so cool. Like, it's such a, like a, a great visual of that movie. Oh, it's amazing. Used to, you know what they called it? They called it Blue Harvest as a joke. Mm. Uh, they, they were they were making an artsy fartsy movie, so no one knew that they were making Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny. Speaking of which, we have a new segment here. So, as you see here, Abara has not really watched a lot of pop culture movies. So, what I used to do yeah. with him uh, off topic was they would I would randomly give him laser discs to watch. So I would <laughs> find these '80s and '90s laser discs. Like for example, I gave him Iron Eagle to check out, never and just weird movies. And he never heard of it, so uh, I thought I would bring it on the podcast. So what's going to happen is this is going to be Abara Reviews Movies. And it's going <laughs> to be in seen. the era. Yep. It's going to be in the era of 80s and 90s. So either the movie is going to be like from that era or it's going to be about that era. So when I, he'll have a choice between A, B, and C. The movie he picks, he will review it on the next podcast. And then the other two stay in and I add a new one each time. So, sir, you got three choices. Wait, b- before we pick, this is actually a pretty relevant. Um, oh, well, there's a timer, but we'll 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 go with the time extension for this one because this is pretty funny. Um, I had one more pick, and it's relevant to what we're talking about right now because, okay. like he said, there's a lot of movies that I should have seen, but I have not. It's kind of a running joke between us two. Um, I grew up sheltered. Uh, I, I grew up in a Mormon family. So there was a whole lot of stuff that I wasn't subject to. Um, and, and it's not even necessarily things that are like bad. It's just, that, you know, if my parents weren't into it and they didn't want me to see it, then I didn't see it. So like, I never saw a Rocky movie until I was in the, the air force. Yeah, I know. And they're like my favorite movies of all time. Like, Oh my gosh, Rocky one and two. Amazing. Like they make me cry uh, anyway. No, Rocky, um, Rocky four. He saved communism, sir. Like Rocky saved yeah. communism. Ooh, that's another good choice. Rocky two is better than Rocky <laughs> one. So uh, that's, that's another good choice. But anyway, the one that I was going to talk about is uh Terminator two is an excellent yes. sequel. However, I have never seen Terminator one. Never seen it. Well, we'll have to throw that in the mix sometime. I know it's on this mix, but that's something I might throw in there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because that movie, the honest truth, I didn't even know it existed. I saw T2 first before I saw T1. Because mm, so I was like, what yeah. is this? And then I went back, and I'm like, oh, there was actually a first movie? I was like, <laughs> I got to go check it out. That's surprising. <laughs> well, they didn't, They never promoted the first one, really. I mean, uh, I was a young kid then. But yeah, the second one huge. in the 90s, it was huge. So I was like, yeah. I got to go back and watch it. And, dude, I was, like, glad because I like it. I like it a lot. I, li- I, I like the storyline to it. It's so good. Not after three. We'll just put three away. But those three. So you okay. know, uh, you know everyone's uh, favorite Christmas movie. Yes, Jingle Die all Hard. The way. With the vengeance. Well, no, I've <laughs> I've never seen Die Hard before. How the hell have you not seen Die Hard? <laughs> that so this, came in the mail. This is what I'm talking about. Man. This is what I'm talking about. I've tied? never seen it. 
you would get tied and die hard in the mail. Like you had Columbia House at all? I literally had VCR tapes randomly show up to my mailbox. <laughs> Thirty cents. You get whatever movie you want. I, I, by the way, I'm not sheltered at all. My mom did not shelter me at all. The, the, literally, the first movie I ever saw was Child's Play in a theater. Like, mm-hmm. literally, that's the, my first movie I've ever Never seen. Never seen any of those either. That's crazy. I got so many listings I'm going to have to put together for this. I've never seen all right, so, 13. <laughs> you're going to get that, too. I'm going to start you with the worst one. I'm not going to start you with the good one. I'm going to start you with the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> so you have X. the option. I, I hear Jason X or Jason, Jason Space. How dare you? Jason X is one of the best movies ever made. I don't know. I I, I, a, this is what other people say. It's not my own opinion. I left a date. Uh, by the way, I left a date. I had a date. They're like, hey, you want to go somewhere? And I was like, no. Uh, Jason X is coming out tonight. You can come with me. She's like, you want to see that dumb movie and ditch me? And I was like, absolutely, I'm going to ditch you. <laughs> By myself in a movie, laughing my ass off. It's one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen in my life. All right. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> so we have three choices here. We have yeah. A, B, and C. So I'll let you pick, and then I'm going to tell you why I picked it. Okay. What you got? Oh, oh, I'm supposed it. to be, uh, just yeah. blind pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, why? Right, you don't I'm, get to see it. All right. I will pick B. Uh, very good one. Uh, this one is is more 89s reference. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, no. If you've never seen this one. I haven't. <laughs> this one is great. This is very unrated, and I can't wait to see it. This is all about the 80s and 90s. I won't spoil anything for you. No, this uh, I, it's already been spoiled for me, so I already know like something about it, but I haven't seen it. But it has John Cusack in it, very 80s and 90s. It also has Chevy Chase in it, but I won't spoil anything for you. Gotcha. But this movie's hilarious, and you will have to give us a five-minute review uh, <laughs> next week on Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait. You're going to laugh your ass. I was probably, you're probably going to think it's one of your new favorite comedies. Awesome. All right. Next topic we're going to talk about is, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two question. So like what video games, uh, do you like playing alone and what video games do you like to play with friends? Okay. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I'll start with uh, ones that I, I grew up playing with friends um, because like the, the, you know, the the stuff that I, I would play alone was, was stuff that you would typically play alone. Um, you know, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, you know, obviously you could play two player mode and like switch off lives or whatever. But uh, traditionally you're just playing that by yourself, especially Zelda. It's a one player game, but um, you know, I, I have vivid memories of, of playing that in second grade and like you know just <laughs> i'm in school and I, I just like counting down the seconds to the end of the school day where my mom comes and picks me up takes me home and i could play zelda the ones that we would play co-op um bubble bobble is the first one that comes to mind you can game. play that alone but it's way better co-op and and you know, spoiler alert you know this is a really old game but you can't even beat the game unless you're playing it two-player um if you beat the game just by yourself it tells you to uh do it again with a second player so you know kind of sucks ouch um the uh the second one and we're gonna jump to another generation um oh my gosh we had so much fun with this one but it's just brutally hard super smash tv holy crap i love those kinds of games 
Um, it's that genre of run and gun that uh, made me love games now like The Binding of Isaac, Twin Stick Shooters. Um, so good. Um, Enter the Gungeon, you know, you, you name it. But uh, Super Smash TV had such a cool premise. Anyone who's seen The Running Man, which I have seen The Running Great Man. Movie. Yeah, awesome movie. Um, <laughs> you know, it's this premise where like these uh, these uh, well, in, in this case, in the game, you're just a a person um, in a game show uh, racking up a whole bunch of, point, you know, cash and prizes and stuff like that. In the running man, you're actually running for your life, for your freedom, because you're a convict or whatever. Um, but same premise, you know, all, you got all these people coming after you, trying to kill you for entertainment value. Um, and then the third one I was going to say, uh, and well, I actually have four, but I'll say this. Go ahead. All right. I'll just say them in the same breath. Um, we got uh, Contra. Awesome. Awesome by yourself, but amazing uh, two player. And then Battletoads. Um, you know, playing any sort of beat em up co op is. There's nothing like it, especially especially if you're playing uh, on a mode. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Battletoads, there was friendly fire. You could punch each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. So there were always like, those, those games where, like, you you know, you play Double Dragon on, like, the wrong mode, and you're freaking hitting each other and just yelling at each other. <laughs> those those made for some pretty funny moments back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, Baltos for some reason. Baltos for me for some reason. I think I think I, the rumor as I heard is, is, like, it's the hardest two-player game to play. Like, the hardest. So I uh, I used to get really upset with that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah back in the day <clears throat> so games i like to do alone uh i will say this my favorite thing in the world uh, and i still do it now is uh any resident evil game alone mm, yeah i will turn the lights off i will sit there like looking real oh, close hell no dude funny story uh the first game when the dogs jumped through the window like knocked me on my ass uh at my house because yeah. i did not know it was coming and i was like i'm just yeah. gonna walk through like an idiot and then all of a sudden, like, psh, I was like, oh, my God. Scared the shit out of me. Oh, my gosh, dude. Ugh. And even today, like, the craziest thing, like, uh, like <clears throat> the scariest one I've done by myself is, a, is the PSVR. So, like, Resident Evil 7 and nope. Village That's a is nope. crazy in VR. Crazy in nope. VR. 7's way more scary. Uh, but... Village in the PSVR 2 is too realistic. Like I feel like I'm actually there, which is crazy. It's 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 completely insanity. The the one that I would play my groups of friends and my favorite one is Blitz. Blitz is the most chaotic football game I've ever played in my life. And there'd be four players, and and two would be on a team, and two would be on a team, and we would yell at each other like, "Why didn't you run this way?" And people get (laughs) smashed. Or you do those crazy audibles where you throw it to your friend and he throws it downfield for you to catch and stuff. Midway made the funnest football game ever. I know people like like Madden and all that type of stuff. I would pay money if they would do another Blitz game again. A new HD version of Blitz and make it like the same. Not like, I mean, like, not like like they're doing now, like RK 1-Up, for example. They took all the tackles out. Like, yeah, they they took away the late hits, didn't they? Yeah, it's gone. What the hell? It's. It's basically it's basically a G-rated Blitz. It's horrible. Yeah, I'm not that's, that's the whole it. point of Blitz is the freaking late hits. 
the other thing I love is the lay heads at the end where you just basically just jump on your friends and just do stupid stuff for like a few seconds. It's it's so good. And the announcer, of course, the NBA Jam got himself. Mm-hmm. I had him sign me a Blitz one because all <laughs> I remember in my yeah, head yeah. is all of his little jokes and references in the game. And uh, it's, it's still fun on the Nintendo 64 on the Dreamcast. Uh, we used to play it in our dorm rooms when I was in the military and just love that game. But those are definitely my two picks. Yeah, cool. And good picks they are. Um, yeah, so like, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, uh, like, I, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. But, um, I mean, there were there were games that I played on my own. Um, not... Not because oh gosh, Blades of Steel. That's another good one. Blades of Steel. Yeah. Um, I, wow. I just popped Bunch in my head. But uh, you can play that one on your own, like just fine. It's super fun. Like as far as any hockey game goes, uh, in the eight bit era, I, I, man, I, I would fight you if you said Blades of Steel wasn't the best. But um, oh my gosh, Nintendo's, dude, uh, Nintendo's Ice Hockey is pretty good too because you can like pick the fat guy, the medium guy. You go, you can randomly fight for no apparent reason. Well, you can fight in this even, one. It's even got like a freaking face off, like yeah, you know, face street fight. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the best part. I mean, we would just play just to get into fights. That's so much that's fun, man. That's all I did in ice hockey. I would literally just run around and try to hit the buttons until everyone started fighting and they would kick us out. And yeah. We're trying to see how many people we could get kicked out. It was so funny. And then uh, you and I talked about it uh, a little bit, um, you know, before recording, but uh, Tecmo Bowl is super fun. Yes. Um, but, but, but you know, you, you got the whole, like, you can't pick Bo Jackson thing or uh, yeah you know i mean freaking even the niners were pretty op with uh montana and rice but you know growing up that was my team so that's what I, I, who i wanted to play as i got i got two craziness for you that uh, i'll tell you an underrated team that no one ever talks about chicago chicago has water Payton, and yeah. what happens is there's another guy named gentry that that's on the kickoff gentry's pretty fast too <laughs> and literally i can like i can adjust uh, around to where they don't even touch me and then i don't even have to throw a pass i can just give it to Walter Payton, and he's like takes off he has this crazy sprint thing where he just takes off <laughs> and like you can't catch him for like the first few seconds and i love that game i love the music well, oh yeah dude it's it's so it's such a classic thing and like um for for those of you who are unfortunate enough to not be familiar with tecmo bowl and the way that you pick plays you you would uh, pick a direction on your uh, D pad and then push either B or A and that that was the play that you would play and for uh, you know there was a corresponding one on the other side on defense um, you know if you picked it then it's an automatic like it, the play just falls apart and you get blitzed and just tackled um, so if you know what the other person pushed you're freaking sitting there peeking or something like that then uh yeah exactly that those those shenanigans <laughs> went on so you know that was that was the cause of some fights <laughs> Who's looking at my controller? controller yeah that was some fun that, stuff and uh, i mean like uh, that's not gonna happen nowadays because obviously we got online and couch co-op couch versus is a thing of the past unfortunately which uh we still need to play some uh wrestling I need to come over and oh, play that. My kids for AEW, I'm telling you, man, it was like it was like a throwback. They were yeah. arguing with each other. They were complaining. They were they were telling me that I was cheating them, which was hilarious. Oh, just like the old days. 
it, it was really funny. I had all four of I had my three kids and me down here, and we, all four of us were going to town. Logan is the, uh, you better watch it for Logan. Logan can actually, like, really, really play pretty good. So be be very careful of him when you're playing against him. Yeah. All right, next topic, which, you know, we're, we've are we been, uh, you know, since we're from the 80s and 90s, we are fans of physical. We love physical stuff. Mm-hmm. And lately, I've noticed in stores that physical seems to be disappearing. And uh, I've seen a lot of videos on it, and I know I'm not trying to tag along those guys, but uh, Mad Little Pixel, he's kind of a weird guy, but he brought up some interesting facts about June. So June, the company that used to make most of the physical stuff, PlayStation Switch and DVDs and all that stuff, they just got out of the business. They just left. They said, after June, we're done. So I think there's a theory that all these releases were done in June because, like I told you, like who would – who would release their games against Tears of the Kingdom, you know? And I think they try to rush those out to get them out because even like like uh, AEW, for example, it doesn't seem like it's a finished game. I think they just try to get it out before that craziness happened. Mm-hmm. And now I've been noticing lately going to Target, it's completely bare of any physical. That's including DVDs. Like if I come see, see a DVD, like I there's only like four or five of them. And uh, if you don't pre-order like from Amazon – I think, like, I, I don't get physical. I mean, I, I, I walked around looking for games on release day, and no one had them. And everyone's just like, I don't know. But they said there's a weird thing. Like, it, like 72% of the, of the generation now, they're the ones doing the downloads. But the thing is that people don't realize, downloads, you don't own. Yeah, you because just, they can take you're, license you're buying the license. You crash it. You're buying you're an buying open-ended license, license that doesn't guarantee you to that game forever. Correct. As you see with the 3DS shop, the Wii U shop, mm-hmm. uh, what are your, the question I have for you is, do you think sometime down the road, do you think physical will come back? Kind of like vinyls, kind of like, you know, like those special releases. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, vinyl is a weird thing because music is, is kind of timeless and, uh, people, you know, hit, <laughs> People think the purest way of listening to, to 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 music for some reason is vinyl. You know, you just got that analog poppy sound to it, um, which, you know, I can't deny it's uh, something that's unique. But when it comes to watching a 4K, Blu-ray, you name it, um, Ultra HD, uh, it, it's, it's the same as watching the ones and zeros. There's no difference. There's absolutely no difference unless you have, uh, you know, a bad internet connection, in which case, yeah, maybe you want some physical media because there's absolutely no uh, latency uh, at that point. There can't be um, because it's just, you know, uh, the the disk drive reading the the movie at that point instead of it being streamed to your your home device, whatever it is. Um, so no, I don't think it's going to uh, kind of follow the pattern of of records and. I'm sad to say that, yeah, uh, we're we're going to get to the point where um, having uh, that physical media is only going to get more expensive because of uh, the print runs going down. Um, people, you know, subscribing to that digital more and more. Um, that being said, um, yeah, I totally agree with you about trying to find things that, uh, say like target, um, target, and I'm not sure if this is nationwide, but it seems to be, 
Um, every target that I've gone into is going into this like uh, rebuilding mode where they've uh, kind of changed their layout and uh, kind of rethought the way they've uh, allocated the space. And um, a lot of that space that was dedicated to like uh, movies, Blu-rays, Ultra HDs, I think we're down to like one row and maybe an end cap as far as I've yep. seen. I was surprised to see that because I was looking for some like UHDs. Um. Uh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> They're nowhere to be found in Target, at least. Um. And then the Best Buy that we used to have, like near us, like it's gone. So I haven't really seen Best Buy or what they have to offer. But even then, like they were only like, you know, in the back, the literal back corner of the store. Um. Not like they used to be. So it, anymore, it's it's just being uh lessened and lessened. Um. And then uh, as far as like you know, physical media is, uh, as far as video games are concerned. Yeah, dude, you know, time and time again, we see where like a game comes out, especially a niche one and it's nowhere to be found. And like, it's, it's a total crapshoot whether or not our GameStop is going to have it or Walmart's going to have it. So you got to make the rounds in order to find this thing. It's nuts. Yeah. Which sucks at GameStop. Now, even when they talk to me, they said now that they're only doing pre-orders. If you don't pre-order the game, then they're not getting any more allocated to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to this weird, this weird mode, you know, and like, even me, I was getting frustrated because I wanted Street Fighter six, could not find the deluxe edition anywhere mm-hmm. on day one. Uh, Diablo, I got lucky. And also I've noticed, and I, and we and you've talked about this before too, <clears> that I also think that the resellers are going into it too, because they know that this physical stuff's going away and they're going to try to make profit by grabbing up all the games and then selling them for a higher quantity online for the people that enjoy having a physical copy of it well yeah, it was crazy or they like um, runs. you you picked up your your copy of aew um last week and immediately like sent me a link saying hey uh this target that i picked it up at they've got five more copies or six more copies i went on there maybe like 30 minutes later they were all gone like <laughs> somebody snapped them all up like i, I doubt like six people uh, we're looking for those. So it's probably one person, just like you said, you know, looking to resell them or something like that. Corner of the market. I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird. Well, like, for but... example, like Diablo 4, when I went there, mm-hmm. the lady, like, I got picked up my copy from Target. And she said, she said, yeah, there's some other guy here that picked up, like, 10 copies of it. And she was like, I wonder why he needed 10 copies of that game. Because oh, the yeah, Diablo I wonder why. So popular. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Like, it just seems like, I get irritated with stores because they feed into these resellers, like with these niche products and all that. Stuff. Well, in, in the, it drives the, me nuts. Yeah. And the crazy thing is there's no like a disincentive for them to do so because, you know, they're buying them at what? 60, $70 a pop. They've yep. got the receipt for it. All they can do. I mean, you know, if they don't sit there and like make a profit, then it, you know, all they have to do is just take them back to the store and get their money back. So it's just going to cost them time. Um, there's really no risk for them to do it. And it's going to affect our stores too, because like, like Ben's game zone and things like that, mm-hmm. like they're not going to have another generation of physical games. And then what's going to happen then, you know, it's going to literally just stop. And then, you know, these kids are not like my kids are not really into physical stuff. I try to show them the appreciation of it, but honestly, as long as it plays, they don't care. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. As long as it plays, they don't care. And, you know, to an extent, um, I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm not all, all physical, like I'll, I'll buy some stuff on, on digital too, but it, that's only if it's highly, highly discounted and in a very special case, like, um, you know, I, I love having, you know, just look at your stuff on there and, and look at my background for games over here. Like I love having stuff on the shelf to display, um, especially games that I love. Like I will support those developers, um, in any way that I can. Um, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've bought the binding of Isaac in, in different ways, shapes and forms, both physical and digital. And, and that's because I love that game. Um, but, uh, the more, <laughs> the more physical, you put out there the more i'm gonna buy i'll tell you that right now um yeah. and, and right. that like I'm, I'm surprised and and i won't be surprised if we don't see like a special edition for um uh super mario wonder coming out and super mario rpg why why is it that uh nintendo shies away from not making special editions for those mario games whereas like zelda always gets them because they I think honestly, they they know that their fan base. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like it, it makes me mad. Like when I'm a Metroid fan, like I can't get. I got one mm -hmm. special edition through the whole yeah. era. I got Dread and and a 3DS. Yeah. The problem with Nintendo, I feel, is is that uh, with Mario and them, they know that's a guarantee, guarantee money. Uh, yeah. Also, you have to think about the Xenoblade Chronicles. The Xenoblade, you know, when the Xenoblade Chronicles came out, and they were like. They sold too many, and they're like, we can only give you the stuff that's inside of it, and we'll give you the game later. Mm -hmm. They they know their demand. They just don't choose to satisfy that demand. And I think they do that intentionally. And we've done it. We dealt with the, the Amiibos and everything else. So it's, like, really tough. And I think, honestly, soon, like, you know how you have these pop-up companies like, like, you know, like Limited Run and, you know, different variations of these companies. I think more and more are going to start coming. And they're going to develop it. because here's the thing, I'm not going to pay sixty bucks for something I don't own. Mm. If I have to stop my error, I'm not going to get things online because I have a PS3 sitting over there now with 42 games, and once that hard drive crashes out, they're gone forever. Yeah, and they're really good games, and it's just tough that these companies think that they get this is mindset that well we have to buy it for sixty dollars. Uh, digital should be like twenty to twenty-five dollars, maybe. And because there's no overhead, like you don't have to buy the cartridge, you don't have to buy the disc, you don't have to ship it, you don't. Have, <laughs> there's no logistics. It's, it's downloading ones and zeros off of a server. Period. And that's and the deluxe editions, like uh, with all the DLC, they're gonna obsess with. I think DLC is gonna get so bad, like once this digital era goes, mm -hmm. it's gonna be so bad. I, I, I like I said, like I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that physical stuff. No, and I think uh, you're next... right. Oh, sorry. I, it, just one final thought no. on the um, no. like uh, physical, and I, I think you're right as far as like, uh, uh, you know, these limited run and, and premium edition games. Um, obviously, I, disclaimer: I work for them. I'm a graphic designer working for premium edition games, and like uh, we see this right now where we're kind of in a lull as far as people buying physical media, but I think that's just a a, a trend across the board people uh you know scared about the economy um and, and maybe uh you know like <laughs> uh shots fired pre pre-warning um you know like other limited um companies kind of squeezing every drop of blood out of a turnip um out of this uh you know like the limited run um uh, business model um we don't need 72.8 games per week 
Um, we only need oh physical God, games so for like games that deserve physicals, if if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that you're right in that like uh, you know if if physical disappears from the stores, then companies like ours can pick up the slack and, and uh, can you know appease people's uh, appetites for physical because it absolutely still needs to exist. Um, you know, it comes down to the very first thing that you said. You're buying a, a digital license. You're not buying the game. You don't own the game. You can't resell the game. There's no, there's no marketplace for you to be able to turn around and trade it in for another game if you don't like it. Um, that is the, uh, I mean, like, you know, for for people to uh, be able to do that for years and years and years, decades, and then all of a sudden, you know, you go to an all digital future where that is absolutely not a thing. I, I think that's uh, that's going to be missing and, and something that people don't generally think about. So one thing I'll say the last topic with it, but uh, think about MGC, right? When we went, mm-hmm. there were literally kids and everyone around there that like wanted physical stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's still a craving for physical out there. And I feel like I feel like after a couple more generations, I think they'll be able to lock it down. But for now, I think that it's still going to thrive. People, can't, there's certain games you can't get unless you mm. have a physical copy of it. Yeah. My feeling is is that if I want something physical, you can't take it away from me. I own the key to the door. Now, if I go digital, then basically they own the door and they keep you closed out when they want to. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that's freaking crazy. But we're going to talk about some more fun. Uh, <laughs> something from our generation that's really fun uh, was this uh, thing that Nickelodeon used to do. Nickelodeon had like all the cool game shows, all the cool cartoons and stuff. But the one thing that we used to watch, uh, me and him both, when we were talking about this one thing, is what's called a Nintendo Super Toy Run. If you remember uh, Supermarket Sweep as a kid, it's a game show where they basically get into a cart and they run around and they try to put as many items in their thing to get the highest cost and all that stuff. But for the kids, whatever you got in the cart, you got to keep. So we're each going to tell our scenario. If we were actually the winners of it, what we would do uh, for those Super Toy Runs. And the Super Toy Run was in KB Toys, so you might have to go to your imagination and look at KB Toys and check it out. But what would you do if you were in that scenario? It's five minutes. Five minutes to get as Dude, much I- stuff as you want. That that surprised the crap out of me. Like whenever you, you know we were looking this up just to make sure that we had our our, our statistics right and our, our data right. I don't remember it being five <laughs> five minutes. That's crazy. I would just wreck a KB Toys on a Nickelodeon Super Toy Run in five minutes because I would stay in one place. I would throw that cart over the counter. No, no, no throw it. I would I would jump over the counter or get over the counter as, as best I could and just take those rows and rows of video games and st- just play Tetris inside that uh uh that cart as best I could just to fit as much as I could because five minutes that's an eternity when you're yeah, when you're me. just dumping video games into a cart. Like, why would you go, yeah, you know, devil's advocate. Yes. Uh, some people play outside still. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I would have wanted a Tonka truck or maybe the latest super soaker back in the day or a freaking Nerf gun or some Koosh balls. Um, the best. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the money, 
is in Nintendo. Even back then, dude, I can't believe we were even able to afford people, you know, complain about these 60, $70 games. Now, uh, think about a 50 or $60 game back in, uh, 1992. Um, do that conversion, like on the internet, like, uh, how much that is. And it's, um, it's a lot of money and I can't believe that uh, our parents were even able to afford anything for us back then because it was crazy expensive. Um, we've got it pretty good nowadays. Uh, I'm, I'm, do you have anything surprising that you would put in your, your cart besides video games or, or are you in the same camp and, and you're going to do like I do? Well, this is what would, what would usually happen. I would literally, and we were talking about this earlier, I would literally drop kick that door in the back open <laughs> and I would grab every damn console and game I get my hands <clears> on. <throat> and then I would, I would, I would, this is what I would do, honestly. I would take two minutes just to go through there and clean that house. And then what I would do is with the other two minutes is I would, I would go through the toy aisles that I like. So turtles all the way. There'd be a ton of turtles in that thing. There's also this thing, I can't remember what it's called. It was a ball, right? And it had a disc around it and you would jump on the damn thing. Oh, yeah. I can't think of yeah, the yeah, name yeah. of the thing. I would get one of those. <clears throat> and then also, uh, I would grab the most ridiculous set, like toy sets ever. Like, you know, like they have like the giant spaceship for like G.I. Joe or like yeah. any of that type of stuff. I would just try to grab as much of that. And then with with one minute left, all I would casually do is find all the small trinkets that I want. Like, say, for example, like I need some controllers. I need some kind of accessories for my stuff. I would go after those things, and then. But the thing is that you didn't realize too. You have to make it to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have stuff. to get across the finish line. You have to get across the line. So I, I would like literally give myself thirty seconds to get that little trinkets, and then run my ass to that thing to get it crossed over. Do you remember some kids? I that that actually just like uh, made me remember something. Some kids would sit there and like not even take the cart to the 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 toys. They would like put the cart in a certain place and then go over to the toys and then like sit there and like try and make you know like uh freaking as if it were a basketball hoop yeah try and, and like shots, throw yeah. them into the cart like what are they doing i saw one where the kids pushed it like they pushed the cart through the thing and then they just basically ran back and like they got stacked stuff in their hands and then yeah. walked back with it too because they just told them like as long as you as long as it's not touching the ground you could keep it yeah. So then they would come back over and they would stack up the thing on the on the cart, which is insane. Like you think about Mr. Beast now, he was doing that yeah. type of crazy stuff with the with the circle and type of things like that. Mm -hmm. I bet he was inspired by all those craziness from like Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, stuff. that was that was before his time, but yeah, I'm I'm sure like he he's at least aware of it. Yeah, Mr. Beast is the uh, Nickelodeon super toy run of of today's youth. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But and, it's just it's just interesting. I wonder. I wondered. Always wondered. Like like who's paying the bill for that? Like is KB Toys paying the bill? It's KB for, Toy, for man. That's that's all advertising for them, brother. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. I mean, which was cool I'm because broke. like you I'm know broke. growing up, KB Toys was the only toy store that we had. We I didn't have a Toys R Us growing up. Um, and how big was your KB Toys? Because ours was a pretty small, uh, place in the mall. Like it wasn't mine, that big a place. Mine was tiny. No, mine that like the back aisles were toys, and then the mm -hmm. fronts were were just video games. Yeah, same. Okay, like, so it was the same. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. I didn't. Remember, toys R Us is the craziest spot I've been to. Like I remember when Episode One came out, 
And Toys R Us had like an entire row of like episode one stuff. Like that's mm. how big their stores were. And they had a storage room in the back where they put all the games. So you get your ticket, you have to go over there and get it, and they walk it up to the counter so you can get it. Do you have that uh, that thing that you have all your Mega Man games in right now? Um, you know what I'm talking about? The thing that you bought from Ben? Which one? The, the slats that, you know, you have like Mega Man 1 through 6, like in those pla- oh, yeah. plastic. Oh, yeah, I got it. You want me to grab it? Can you grab yeah. that real quick? Yeah, I sure can. So what I'm talking about, this thing that he's about to grab, um, I remember this, these being in uh, KB Toys, or not, not KB Toys, in, yeah, in KB Toys. Like, th- yeah. See, there were a whole bunch of these things, and, like, you could, uh, they were, like, on a swivel, so that there were a whole bunch of these, like, slats, and they had the games in them, and you could sit there and look at the game, and if you wanted a game, you're like, hey, I want that one. Well, they had a whole bunch of them on display, um, and that that's just one of the slats. Like, that's in really good condition. I think he actually refurbished that, so... Um, so I refurbished this one. So what they would have is they would have a whole they would have a whole thing for a wall, and I've seen this. So they have slats, and they Sega has these versions too, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, and they would put them in there. And oh, just a little historical thing. There's keys in here on the bottom. If I can show it to you, yeah. These keys were used for uh, uh, fire alarms. <laughs> and so the fire alarms, when they had them, right, they they were the same keys they used in the kiosks for the stores because the stores would lose the same key. And so someone on the Internet basically explained it to me and my friend Nick. And sure enough, we had all this stuff. And I apologize. My family just got home, so they're running around like crazy people. So I apologize. <laughs> but I refurbished this one. And I and this is what they would display. They had Super Nintendo ones. They had Sega ones. And and. This was cool because it had six slots, so I was able to put in like all my Mega Man games. For so, it. so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Eric, did your KB Toys have those on display? Uh, Toys R Us. I've okay. seen these at Toys R Us. Because our, our I, KB I, Toys I actually KB had those. Them. Like, that's where I remember those from. And, like I said, I, it was weird because I remember Toys R Us had tickets, but they also had, like, you walk down all the new releases, they had the flaps for all the new releases. So it was, and then they had their own, like, you know, it was, it was colored in the Toys R Us colors, but they still had those metal pieces on the sides of them. Mm -hmm. So I, it's, it's, it's a cool memory just to have it. I mean, I had, I got the best one from Ben that he had, and then I basically tried to refurbish it. So it's, it's a cool memory to have for. That's super nice. I need to help you mount that somewhere on your wall. Like that's, that's such a cool piece. And, um. I'm glad you've got it, and it, it totally brings back memories every, every time I see it in your game room, because, like I said, that used to be in our KB Toys. I don't know, like, it, with the Super Toy Run, like, it's crazy that they still don't do it now, because, I, you know, with all these cool toys they have now for kids, it would be nuts to blow their minds if they saw some kid doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think they would bring it back? Uh, They should, like you said, they should. Um, It'd be a fun thing. Like, I... I, for all I know, it still does exist. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. Uh, you know, there's no reason for for me to. Um, you have kids, so maybe you're uh, maybe more aware than I would be. But uh, um, yeah, as far as I know, they they don't, and they they really should because it'd be good publicity for somebody. I don't know what toy store would be able to do it now, because not what toy store exists. Around. You know. Yep. The uh, the one thing you would enjoy on there, just to let you know, they have football now, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so they have, they have, it's not, I'm not joking. So they get like an NFL player and then they get like SpongeBob and Patrick and they do what? the announcing for it. And when they get a touchdown, watch it later. They get a touchdown. They, they act like they get slimed. Like when they make the touchdown and they do it every year, like Pacific games to okay, show that's hilarious. on there. And it's really fun. Do they make fun of like all the, like the coaches and they, they do all those like silly jokes and stuff. It's really funny. Uh, just funny. throw that out there. All right, last is uh, corrections uh, for uh, last week. If we have any corrections or anything like that, Abar, do you have any corrections that you want to say or anything like that? Nope, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was, no, I have no corrections for last perfect. week. I have one uh, the, with the AEW Fight Forever game. I know I talk about Chugs being into it, but uh, Chugs is, is Adam Cole, if you don't know. Uh, he does live streams, so he's a big live streamer for games and things like that. The producer of the AEW Fight Forever that basically helped produce it, that was uh, Kenny Omega. And if you don't know who Kenny Omega is, he's probably the, one of the best wrestlers in the world out here. If Here's one thing I'll tell you. If you ever if you ever want to see a really good good wrestling match, Ibarra, uh, look up, look up uh, him and uh, Will Ospreay. And they okay. have these incredible matches. Uh, but Kenny Omega is such a huge Final Fantasy nut. He's loving Japan. I call him Japan Jesus right now because mm. all, of Jap- all of Japan loves him. Uh, he's a really, really cool guy. A big Abbott Street Fighter fan. He used to, he actually, ver- it was the first time I've ever seen where a WWE competitor and a, and a, and a competitor from like New Japan, like, f- went to Evo and, and fought each other in Street Fighter, which was... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Xavier Woods and yeah. and and uh, and them. So I think it's like really, really cool. Uh, thank you, Kenny Omega, because I've been wanting this N64 game forever. I love it. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are just just straight teabagging it for some reason, which I just gets on my nerves. It's it's got a good creative character. Oh, it's not like WWE. The graphics are horrible. It's specifically made for that. I don't understand how you not know that. Go get No Mercy and then go play it. Then you'll figure out what the hell's going on. That reminds me. I, th- I think my copy is actually supposed to be here today. So I, it might be like outside waiting for me to play yes. tonight. Yeah. We'll have to get your review of it next week. Mm. I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in with us. Uh, do you have anything before we go, Abara? Yeah. Final thing is, you know, the pl- shameless plugs. Um, you know, I've, I've got my uh, existing book, the uh, Video Game Console Collector's Field Guide, that's available right now to ship. I mean, like, right now, right now. PremiumEditionGames.com. Uh, while you're there, check out the games that we have for sale. We have a couple of really fun ones up for, for pre-order, uh, specifically Wife's co- or Wife Quest, um, which is super fun. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that I'm, the, uh, I'm a graphic designer for Premium Edition Games. Well, part of that graphic designing is uh, making the manuals for those games. So I have to actually play through those games and be an expert at it and then write the manuals. Uh, That one's no exception, and it's super, super fun. And anyone who wants an old-school 2D uh, platforming challenge, that's a challenging game, especially the bosses. It's crazy. Um, And then finally... uh, yeah, I mentioned at the very beginning, I was working on my Kickstarter that uh, I hope to go live next week. I want to launch it on Tuesday. Uh, it's either going to be Tuesday or Wednesday in the morning. So please check it out uh, on Kickstarter. It's the video game collector's field guide. You can find me at uh, GI Gamer 1981 on Facebook. Uh, we also want to 
uh, stress enough. We're trying to get more viewers and people, you know, watching our shows so we can keep doing these. Uh, we are on Spotify and we are on YouTube. Just look up MAGDX uh, on the site and we should pop up immediately. A middle-aged gamer from Dimension X, but if you type in MAGDX, it should pop up immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, joining us today. I can't wait to hear about your hot tub time machine review next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as usual with the uh, lines I give, click and open and play your games. I got two games today that I've already tore open already. They were brand spanking new. Looks like I lost all my money in my stock, but I'm going to enjoy <laughs> my games. Yeah. Thank you for uh, watching, and remember, subscribe, like, do everything in your power to make us better. Have a great day. Thanks, guys.